Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast, coming to you from the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a second year MBA here at Scheller. And this month at Scheller, we will be celebrating Veterans Day and recognising all current and former members of the military who participate in our MBA programmes. At Scheller, we have a proud tradition of welcoming current armed forces members and veterans into our programme. And I wanted to reflect on the outstanding contribution our veteran colleagues bring to our programme and also discuss the transition from serving in the military to taking part in our MBA programme. So I'm delighted to be joined today by two of our leaders in the Scheller MBA Veterans Club. Firstly, we have Major Omar Sharif, US Army. So in addition to being on active duty in the US Army, Omar is a full-time MBA here at Scheller and president of the MBA Veterans Club. And we are also joined by former Sergeant um, Nathan Foster, US Army National Guard. Nathan is in the evening MBA program here at Scheller and now works full-time as a management consultant at Slalom. So Omar and Nathan, welcome to the Intersection podcast and thank you both very much for being here. So before we get into questions, it'd just be great to hear more about your background and the experience you both had in the US military before coming to Scheller. So I'll hand it over to you first, Omar, to just introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for the uh, warm welcome, Leo. I, uh, guys, Leo mentioned I'm I'm here as an active duty Army officer. The main reason for coming to Scheller was ultimately coming out of um, Operational Army. I needed to kind of build some more skills. Uh, I wanted to keep that technical acumen. So I've, I've worked in the last six years as a uh, signal officer, basically in IT. Uh, recently got picked up to go into Army acquisitions where I'll be working on programs. There'll be a lot of interfacing with uh, civilian, you know, not only Department of the Army civilians, but a lot of civilian contractors. So, you know, getting my MBA is really going to, you know, help set me up, you know, in that role that I'll be taking on after uh, the MBA. And uh, hey, everybody, Nathan Foster here. My background, a little bit different. So I'm out of service now. I've been out for uh, just about two years. So I was enlisted uh, in the Army National Guard. Did that. My original intent was actually to go the officer route, but I got about halfway through college and I realized, you know, I really fell in love with like entrepreneurship and the business world. And so kind of thought ahead and realized, hey, maybe this really isn't cut out for me. Uncle Sam caught wind of that plan and uh, I actually got deployed to Afghanistan right on the tail end of my contract. So you know, my, my transition may not be as typical as an active duty soldier, but kind of felt the pains of getting deployed and then getting thrown right into the private sector right after. So, you know, happy to be here and, uh, you know, more excited to be at Cheller doing my MBA. Well, yeah, great. And thank you for that introduction, both. And and firstly, I did want to kick off by thanking you both for your service as well. I know that I'm from the United Kingdom originally, but the special relationship and allyship between the UK and the US is something that I truly value. And I definitely have, you know, immense respect and gratitude to all those who have served in the US military. So thank you both very much for your service. And I did want to kick off our questions today, just talking a little bit more about that transition that you've both been on. I know you've kind of come to it from different routes, and it would be great to get those perspective. So Omar, I was just going to kick off with you really. And, and as someone who's on active duty currently, as you mentioned, what led you kind of in more detail to come to Georgia Tech and to get your MBA while remaining on active duty in the US Army? Yeah, so, you know, the Georgia Tech, you know, the, the theme is we're at the, you know, intersection of technology and business. And I, and I truly think that, you know, after being here for the last, you know, year and some change, I, you know, I think they really you know, stand by that. But what I would say more so what led me to come to Scheller versus, uh, uh, you know, other schools that I applied to and, and ultimately got into was the veterans that were here took such an interest in wanting to 
help me out and help me be successful and really just, you know, they, they really set the program apart talking about veterans, but, but even more specifically the community and just like the overall, you know, the program that, that came before me and the Scheller community really stood out. You know, I won't call out any other universities, but they stood out, you know, uh, among the crowd. So once I got here, it wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't a facade. It was, it's, you know, it's really what they stand by. So, you know, I think that the Scheller community, the missions program does a great job bringing the right folks here. I think I can definitely second that from a community perspective. I think, you know, it is definitely a culture here of really helping each other. And and once you get in the program, being a real advocate for that and and finding people that you think would be, you know, a great addition to our community. And I know particularly, you know, amongst the vets and and people even on active duty, I I know you guys spend a lot of time together and and support each other and help each other out. So that's, you know, something that I've been, you know, really pleased to see as a a fellow um, student and classmate of yours, Omar. And Nathan, I know your story is a little bit different as you're already in the world of work when you came here to Shella as an evening um, student so as somebody who has a full-time job and is in the private sector you know has it been a lot to kind of balance for you coming back to school and I know you're about halfway through now how have you found that balance and um, has it been you know, an enjoyable experience studying for your MBA as well as having your full-time job at Slalom? Yeah I mean it's definitely been enjoyable and manageable especially uh, you know having that military background you really good, very good time management skills. And especially, uh, you know, as an enlisted guy, uh, we work for a living. So Omar's over there smiling. So we just know how to get our hands dirty and really get stuff done. And so you already have that soft skill, uh, which some people take a long time to acquire and you get it pretty fast. You know, and as far as like my transition, it wasn't in the necessary sense of, I kind of view veterans when they come into the, the workforce, there's kind of, it's not just one, it can be both of it. It's either, there's either a skill gap or there's kind of like overcoming like personal barriers, right? So whenever I went overseas, I was already finished with college, already had a job lined up. So that skill barrier really wasn't there, but it was coming back home. You know, war's not very fun. You kind of have to overcome some of those personal barriers. So some veterans, when you're kind of thinking through the transition, is some face both, and then some face maybe one or the other. And so, you know, it's, it's really important, too, for schools, employers, anybody who's interacting with them to kind of understand that dichotomy. The better they understand it, the more they can kind of facilitate, recruit, and also really, like, truly support them. Yeah, I think those are really good points, Nathan, because, I mean, reflecting on my own experience in the MBA program, yeah, I, on my core team, um, had, um, you know, a veteran who'd been served in the U.S. Army. And, you know, we had some pretty honest discussions about, you know, where our own knowledge gaps were. And what I would say is, you know, he had absolutely fantastic leadership skills in a way that I didn't. But, you know, there was some kind of the other elements with my business background where I could really kind of support. And we, we definitely learned a huge amount from each other. But, Omar, I kind of wanted you to sort of reflect on that aspect a bit is that something that you experienced you know when you started in the program which is now over a year ago which I can't believe but yeah how was that experience for you coming back to school yeah so I was a little bit removed from school so it's you know I I think none of the time management skills in the world are gonna kind of set me up for getting back to the books quite like you know I kind of didn't think that it was going to be as as difficult as it was but course semester I think you know gets the best of most everyone but what I would say you know is that um, I think programming office did a good job of you know making sure that we were paired with core teams that were going to, you know, work well together, right? So you, you come from a bunch of different backgrounds, but you kind of work together. Some folks are really good on the finance, accounting side. Some folks have, you know, have an engineering background. They're able to look at it through a different lens. And I think, you know, what the military does bring is some of that, you know, 
hey, we've got to get this done. You know, that we do have a little bit more experience where we've had people under our, you know, under us that we've, you know, we've had to lead teams. We've had to, you know, manage schedules, come under a lot of pressure for to meet deadlines and schedules. So I think we bring that. I think a lot of folks don't think that there's like, you know, a lot of goodness to that and kind of over, you know, I guess underthink that what that skill really is. But I think people, you know, some folks really appreciated that. And so, you know, lucky for us, we had 12 people in our last year, you know, now second years in the NBA program. And, you know, I think that those 12 kind of got to round out a lot of groups. And I think they appreciated um, that that veteran aspect of, of getting there. And I, and I know the veterans definitely appreciated, uh, you know, a lot of the, the skills that, the you know, our classmates brought to uh, help us along and not have to, you know, struggle with the counting and, and whatnot, you know, alone. So I think we balance each other out pretty well. I think I would definitely second that. I mean, as as I said, having had the other perspective on that, yeah, you know, I think I really valued, you know, kind of the the organisation, time management, leadership that and um, the veteran and our core team brought to that, and it definitely made our core semester experience a lot easier. You know, that kind of organisation was probably the difference between us getting things done on time and not getting overly stressed to us being completely floundering. So it was something that I certainly appreciated anyway. But Omar, as well, for you as someone who's on active duty, is there kind of is there work that you have to do currently just to keep your supervisors you know updated on on what you're doing or is it kind of hands off while you're here for two years and then you kind of connect back with them more towards when you graduate and that's a uh, loaded question leo <laughs> um yeah so you know there are some requirements that i have that are kind of loose requirements i'm not gonna lie you know this is a great program and that i kind of get to you know kind of feel what it is to be a civilian for for two years however there's military requirements right so at any point in time could get you know a drug test, you have to do a PT test. Uh, so the ROTC department, you know, is quite large here at Georgia Tech. So we check in, we make sure that, um, you know, they know that we're alive. We, we know that they're there for us if we have any things that, um, you know, we need to take care of. But ultimately, you know, the, the Army's entrusting, you know, folks like myself, JB, Josh Wallace is actually in the ROTC program. But, you know, other folks are like me. They're trusting that, you know, we're going to be able to, you know, show up where we need to be, pass our classes, and, and, and you know, kind of take care of ourselves. So it's truly a program that's set. You know, you're at a – most people that get to come do this are at a time in their career where, you know, you've met some, like, key developmental time, and, and you should be trusted to, to be able to come to school. So yes and no, you know, just to answer your question, I know that was kind of like a gray area there, but, you know, I think, you know, like right now we're kind of in the mix of doing our interviews, lining up our next uh, jobs and everything else. So – you know, I've spent a lot of time on my military email, making sure that all that's all set up. So, so yeah, we definitely have to keep a pulse on like what's going on. But for the most part, we get to, you know, enjoy all the perks of being a civilian along with our classmates. Well, good stuff. And I know that you'll be making sure to check in and do everything that's required of you, Omar. I know you'll be very diligent on that front. And, and Nathan, I imagine for you with Slalom where you're at the moment, is that, you know, are they pretty much giving you free reign just to kind of manage your own time and just crack on with the MBA as you use that for your own kind of professional development or the things that you kind of have to keep your bosses abreast of as well? Yeah, I think especially for uh, evening people, like the best advice I can give them is like communication. The more you're transparent with your employer of your course load, your delivery with, you know, whatever function you're in, just having that open channel. And generally, I found that it works out pretty well. Obviously, sometimes, you know, you may find yourself not being able to make a class or you may have to travel. But just having that communication line open helps a lot. Uh, And I've seen some other students maybe not have that. And then all of a sudden, you know, world comes crashing down when one of them kind of rubs up against the other. And so, 
you know, I've, I've found the balance to be, uh, you know, pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's something in, in the military too, like you only have 24 hours in a day, people make time for what they want. So, you know, in the military, you had a PT, you had to get stuff done. You had to be a good soldier, sailor, whatever. Same thing in the civilian life. You know, if you want something, you got to make time for it. And so just kind of having that mindset really makes things easy. So I've never, you know, once I do about nine credit hours every semester, you know, I work a decent amount. I've never been overwhelmed or anything like that just because it's what I want. Great environment, great students, teachers. So to me, it's just, you know, kind of just feels like a little party at the end of the night. Well, that, that's a good way of thinking about it because nine credit hours is, is not too far away at all from being a full-time student. You're, you're literally one, one course away there. So I think that's a, a really good example, Nathan, of you managing to stretch your time properly to be able to get that all done, be successful in your job and still enjoy yourself as well. But guys, and I wanted to move on to talk a little bit more about the Veterans Club um, here at Shadow specifically. And Omar, I know you have the honour of being president this year. And um, so I guess thought, uh, maybe you could kick us off by just talking a little bit about the purpose of the club and how it supports the veterans currently in the programme. Yeah, so the, the, the Veterans Club, right, is it's not, we're not split just full-time and, and evening. It is a little bit tougher with our evening folks because, you know, full-time people are here during the day, they're at work, and so when they're when, when they're free, you know, kind of as Nathan was talking about, uh, you know, they're focusing on school and homework and, you know, family responsibilities, et cetera. But, you know, the, the Veterans Club, we're basically here to be a, you know, advocate for not only the folks that are in the program to make sure that they're set up with the resources, you know, whether that be resume prep, interview prep, you know, casing, or, you know, for the, for the folks that are here uh, to, you know, ultimately, you know, get that follow-on job and, and, you know, be successful coming out of the MBA program. But a lot of what we do is honestly looking at prospective students, you know, making connections with um, veterans that have been here before us and, you know, making sure that, you know, the folks that are looking at schools, setting them up for success, giving them as much uh, information as, as possible so that they can ultimately, you know, get in front of the admissions team to interview and, and come to the program. So, you know, just from last year to this year, we, you know, we only had 13 veterans in the program, you know, just unfortunately with the pandemic, a lot of folks had deferred. And so, there was just one veteran last year, uh, and so we. I think we've done a great job in a, a short amount of time. We have, you know, we have about 20. If you count UV, we got 21 veterans in the full-time program right now, and, and you know, I think people are well represented, like almost every service except for the Air Force and now Space Force. But we have representation from all the services, and folks are, you know, not all, all want to go do the same thing. So I think, you know. It's just a, a community to make sure that people are successful both inside and outside the program, and I think it's uh, I think it's working pretty well. And Nathan, for someone who's in the evening program, I imagine sometimes it can maybe be a little bit more difficult to just kind of hang out and socialize with the club. But what's your experience so far being just of being involved in Veterans Club, you know, as you mix that in with your job and your studies as well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been pretty invested with, you know, our veterans group as much as I can. And, you know, the evenings, we had a lot of different responsibilities, but we all stick, stay in touch. And I think the biggest thing about the military community is, is like they look out for their own. So making sure that, you know, you kind of have that support system in place. And so different people have different needs and just being able to kind of equalize each other and, and help out is a big component. And it, it's a trend you'll see, you know, kind of continue even into the private sector. So really hopeful to see, you know, a lot of these ladies and gents kind of carry that banner of, you know, they've helped out in the club, they've helped out their colleagues, also do it off in the workplace because, you know, a lot of firms are kind of building up like resource groups and stuff like that, but they really don't know how to do it, you know, holistically. And veterans, you know, like Omar said, there's like 20 in the full time and I think five or six in the evening. So there's not that many of us 
So it's kind of on us to kind of build out the infrastructure and take care of our own because if not, you know, nobody else is really going to do it right. And I think you've both touched on the the community aspects and helping each other out. And Omar, you've also mentioned that those who, that their time serving in the military is up and they now want to transition to working in the private sector and have that civilian life. I know that there's some really big things on the calendar that come up regarding that, you know, for example, the National Veterans MBA Conference. And and you mentioned some of the support that you've given each other about interview prep and case preparation if management consulting is something that they're interested in. So I know that that's not kind of your path, you know, right now yourself. But you know, what have you seen from kind of your classmates and your fellow, um, you know, military community as, as they've looked to take that leap and get their first you know full-time job out, out of the military yeah so as i kind of mentioned like last year there was only you know jared was the one lone vet there was 12 of us so we kind of overpowered you know his ability to kind of do what he needed to do but what i'll say right is i think we learned a lot of lessons last year and and kind of where we had maybe failed some of those folks uh going to the, the conferences and, you know, I'll attribute a lot of our success in the program of, of some of the allies that we have in the career services, such as Dave Dieters, such as Larry, such as Kelly Broom. They're always there to help support and make sure that um, we have those resources and are, you know, kind of doing the, those linkages to, to make us a little bit more robust than we kind of are on our own. So, you know, ultimately, Dave Dieters, uh, you know, takes a lot of time out, provides us lunch, gives us a lot of resources. And what we did was, you know, going into these bigger conferences was, hey, you know, let's get everyone together. Let's take a look at their resumes. Let's kind of make sure that they're, you know, a little bit more polished uh, going in because, you know, this was a big one. I was here in Atlanta, a lot bigger turnout, you know, people really didn't have a reason not to, to go, right? So, you know, especially for our first years and the second years they're re-recruiting. And so, you know, Dave helped us get those folks polished. A lot of the first years that have went off and secured, you know, their, their internships and their their full-time jobs. They were there as support. And so, uh, you know, I think they went into this conference with a lot more, feeling a lot more confident um, going in, having to do interviews and whatnot because we had, you know, set them up. And so I think, you know, moving forward, I think that we can just, you know, continue to kind of learn from, you know, what we've done well, what we haven't done well, and, and, and just keep making that program a little bit better. Yeah, I think that is definitely a good point because with the kind of much larger number um, of people from the military community that came in in our class, you know, that when they're getting it back to 12, 13 people, I think that's given you know, a lot of momentum now for that, um, you know, that conference in particular, but also for just helping each other with recruiting. And I know that Jared, as, as the lone veteran due to the COVID year and people deferring, you know, even he was you know, very resilient and managed to have great success. You know, someone who I'm looking forward to hanging out with in Dallas as I move there for my full-time role and I know he's based there now and is really enjoying it but I've been really you know proud of, of the vets in our year and some of the great success that they've had you know, securing brilliant internships from companies like Bain and PwC and and some of the technology industries as well and, and that's something that I think is definitely going to be carried forward into their full-time roles and as they give back to the shadow community but also um, with the class that's come in now um, the class of 2024 where I know we've got some you know really really good vets there and they're, they're already contributing to that community community and having good success on the internship search as well so before we wrap up guys I just wanted to kind of look a little bit to the future and, and talk about you know what you're thinking about doing post MBA before we do that though first of all Omar I wanted to congratulate you on your recent promotion in the US Army and how was that I'm um, getting that news and being able to celebrate with your friends here at Georgia Tech yeah that it was uh it was different uh, <laughs> got to kind of pick my own 
place and I was going to get promoted. So you were there, Leo. We, uh, we, did, a little, we did a little golf scramble. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, some food and stuff and, you know, had my family there and, you know, a lot of friends from the program. So I had an awesome experience. I wouldn't have uh, probably won't get to do another promotion like that. So try to make it special. And yeah, appreciate you uh, showing up supporting. Oh, absolutely. It's a very cool thing to be a part of. And I know JB did a very good job, you know, officially promoting you um, in front of all your Georgia Tech colleagues as well. So definitely appreciate that, the invite to that one. I know it's good fun. As we know, you will be returning to the Army when we graduate um, in May. So what can you expect right now upon your return to your full-time role there? Yeah, so... <laughs> I just found out this week actually what my next job is going to be. So I guess this is kind of a notification to everyone. I haven't really spoke about it, just kind of close. But um, yeah, so I do have a couple, you know, as I mentioned, I'm moving out of the operational army into uh, the procurement, what, what we call army acquisitions. So that's going to take some follow-on training that I'll have to do. Some of that's down at, at Redstone Arsenal, like near Huntsville, Alabama. And then I'll do some training up uh, in like the D.C. region. So I officially got my job, I'm going to go be an APM for Space ISR. And ISR is Intelligence Surveillance and Reconnaissance. So I'll go work on space programs in the in the national capital region. Some of those things will be used for basically what we consider tactical exploitation of, na of national capabilities. So it's a pretty big program. So I'm excited. I, I've got a lot of learning to do, but I, you know, I've been told that there's some great folks that work within that program office that uh, I'll be able to lean pretty heavily on. But uh, yeah, very excited about it. Well, I think that's definitely the first scoop that we've had on the Intersection podcast. So I think that's definitely a good one that I can take with me forward. But a big congratulations on securing that role, Omar. I know you'll be really looking forward to that. And it sounds like there's going to be a lot to get your teeth into there. So good luck with that. And many congratulations again. And Nathan, I know you're roughly about halfway through your time in the evening MBA program and also just really enjoying your new career in management consulting. So what are you looking forward to most over the next couple of years as you round out the MBA experience and continue to advance through your career? Yeah, for sure. You know, this isn't on film, but actually this whole time Omar has had me uh, standing at attention. So just thought I'd tell the audience, you know, my legs are starting to uh, kind of close out here. You know, if I fall out, it's Omar's fault. As far as career goes, you know, that's one thing that uh, I thought I was going to get more clarity on. Coming to the NBA, I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted, what Georgia Tech was going to give me. Um, I saw consulting as a great opportunity, but funny enough, I'm already kind of like, you know, what is next? It's really what I've been looking inward on. I will say one thing that I have gotten very good clarity on and what I'm really actively working towards and, and I'll continue the rest of my life is like working with vets. For me, like my kind of call to action, when I transitioned back for about a few months, I didn't even want to think about it, talk about it. And then one of my soldiers, he went through a little rough patch. And that kind of woke me up to realize, hey, I may be getting out, you know, donning up the uniform, but I just can't turn my back on people I worked with or those that are shortly coming behind me. And so took that as kind of a call to action, realized I was kind of being, you know, apathetic and, you know, a little sad to myself. So since then, I've been pretty adamant. Really, my ultimate kind of goal is like make veterans, you know, successful civilians. And that sounds like it's pretty easy and, you know, you know, pretty like high level, but there's a lot of layers to it. And, you know, like I said earlier, we take care of our own and we really have to be the ones who do it. And so whether it's through nonprofits or even through my company now or wherever I end up, I'm always pretty embedded in like our veteran communities and kind of driving that. So that's kind of like my core purpose and my why as far as like business outcomes and what I'm trying to drive. 
really at the end of the day, I like solving problems. Consulting is very good for that. But I've also had that entrepreneurial drive. I built a business in college. Uh, it failed miserably. Nobody checked my LinkedIn and look at it. But I learned a lot and I liked building something and really kind of like taking something from nothing and building it up. And so right now I'm kind of sitting in a holding pattern. So I'm kind of doubling down on the vets, helping out with that, being plugged in at Georgia Tech. And you know, I'm, I'm sure eventually uh, the stars will align. And if not, now that I got a connection and, uh, you know, potentially the space area, hopefully uh, Omar can leverage that ISR to give me some intelligence on my path. Well, you've given me the perfect segue there, Nathan, to my final question to you both, and which is, you know, do you have any kind of parting advice for any current Armed Forces members or any veterans who are considering participating, even in, you know, whether it's the evening um, program or the full-time program? If they were to do an MBA, you know, is that something you would encourage them to do? And, and yeah, how, how do you think they should go about it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, I, you know, I guess my parting words is, you know, anybody out there listening, reach out to us, right? So we've got a lot of people here that would be willing to talk to you and, you know, help you figure out your why and, and what may be next for you. And, you know, uh, ultimately you'll have to make that decision for yourself if the MBA is right for you or not. The plug that I'll make is, you know, uh, as I said at the NBA Vets Conference, I guess that was two weeks ago now, having to go back into the Army, seeing the opportunities that are out there for MBAs. What I will say is, you know, if I had to change things, I, I would have love to have come got my MBA and, and moved out to the private sector just to the sheer amount of uh, the possibilities that are out there and the companies that, that want to hire you. Uh, so yeah, reach out to us. We're here to try and make you successful, to, to polish you up before you go in front of admissions. And, and you know, uh, we, we want you to come be a part of the program. My parting advice, I see a lot of vets do it. I still kind of do it. You're transitioning out or even you're kind of existing. We kind of get stuck in the we mentality. It's good to be a part of a team. It's good to think of others. But especially when you're thinking of this pivot, going to do an MBA one, you got to think about yourself. What do you want out of it? What are you going to drive? And learning about your value proposition. I see a lot of veterans, they come through, you know, whether it's recruiting for my company or some of the old ones I used to work for, they really sell themselves short and they don't know how to communicate really the cool and tough stuff they've gone through. And that's applicable to, say, the MBA application process of really dig down and sell it get granular with it and talk about yourself. I see a lot of people not do that. Highly recommend that. And then also too, rank doesn't matter. You know, I'm not actually standing at attention. Uh, Omar has no control over me now, but that's, it's so true is some people fall into the dichotomy of, you know, especially enlisted people, they go, oh, well, you know, I didn't do all this crazy admin stuff or like, you know, my job skills wasn't applicable. I mean, I was an infantry guy. So all I had to do was just run really fast, shoot at stuff, and that was really it. If you know anybody in the private sector outside of security who requires that as a job description, tell me because I'd be interested. But it's true. Just taking that and going, okay, maybe you don't have those more administration skills, but you were a frontline leader. You were doing these things. And so, you know, a lot of people kind of get caught up in that rank aspect. Just sell yourself. How did you maximize the role and the rank you were in? And, you know, put a little civilian uh, spin on it because they're not attuned to our vernacular. And so the more and more you can kind of translate it, the more you're going to stand out amongst the pack. Yeah, well, that is some excellent parting advice, guys. And thank you so much for coming on and, and taking part. And thank you again both for your service as well. Yeah, it's been great to get you know a little bit more insight into what you're doing before your MBA and, and where you go next and, and how the MBA Veterans Club can, can help the military community as they look to transition and you know go on to a new life in, in the private sector. But that is all that we have time for today. Um, you can now listen and subscribe to the Intersection podcast on Apple and Spotify. So I would definitely suggest 
suggest that you do that. But in the meantime, thank you again, Nathan and Omar, for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.